Hello, this is Pastor Luke, and you are listening to the Living Hope Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. Our mission is to grow disciples and multiply churches who will glorify God and transform communities. For more information about our church, please visit our website at livinghopehenderson.com. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the working of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you how you faithfully uh, coordinate efforts on a Sunday morning. Lord, we thank you how you are so eager to help us tune our hearts to you. And Lord, as we continue um, to look at hospitality this morning and also as we uh, share in communion, Lord, that in these things that you would be glorified and that we would grow closer in our relationship to you. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Um, my thanks to Leroy Gertzen for covering the pulpit last week. Uh, I appreciated that. I was able to, to watch that video, and he did a good job, and, and my thanks to him. Um, as you probably know, last week, Joanne and I were in San Diego. Um, I sit on our national USMB board. I was a, um, a board member for four years, and then for about two and a half years have, um, have served as the chair of, of our national USMB board. And, and I realized that for some, at first, that may sound kind of heady or, you know, big stuff to be like, ooh, you know, chair of the national board. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, it's, it's, it's not. Uh, what it is, it's, it's more work and it's more stress, and it means that you get copied on the emails with all the bad news, really, is, is what that means. Uh, and as perhaps you've heard, our national director, Don Morris, easily confused with Don Norris when you're sending text messages, Don Morris, our national director, um, is retiring. And so the big task for our national board over this next year or so is finding a replacement. And that's a, that, that's a big thing. There, we're, we're feeling some, some pressure on that. So um, August 2024, I'll term out, and I'm done, and I'm finished, and, and that'll be good. And, um, and this was, you know, and really, and going into this, right, like our local leadership board, like this was a, de- a decision we talked about, and they were very affirming of step- stepping into that spot, but it'll be eight years uh, in August of 2024, um, and it has been extra work, but I, I, w- I will say this, two things that I've really come away with. One is we have some fantastic people, um, men and women, in our denomination across the country, and getting to serve alongside them and getting to know them has just been a delight. We just, we have some really, really neat people uh, in our denomination, and I wish that I could introduce you to, to all of them. Just just wonderful people. Um, and the second thing, too, that, that I'm grateful for is just, it, it has really deepened my commitment that we are part of a larger denominational family and the value and the importance of that. I mean, we are just better and we're stronger together and what that provides in regards to community and safeguards and collaboration on efforts and all other di- different kinds of things is just, I, I think it's invaluable. And so um, just a really deep appreciation that, that we get to be a, a part of that. So, but yeah, so all that to say, Joanne and I were in San Diego. I went, Joe joined me. We stayed a few extra days, celebrated our 15th year. Um, anniversary. We were married in March of 2008, so this year has been 15 years for us, and so it's good to to get away for a few days, but it's also good to be back and get back into things, because there's a lot of stuff uh, coming down the pipe for this summer, so it's it's good stuff. 
Um, so we have been in our, our sermon series uh, titled Challenge Accepted, and for this past month we've been looking at hospitality. Uh, this is the last week that we'll be talking about hospitality. Uh, I wish we had a few more weeks. I think there's a lot more that we could unpack on this, but we, we do kind of need to, to stick to the schedule. Um, but today we're also going to do communion, but we're going to do the communion um, where we offer to pray for you. So just if you're unfamiliar with that or you, or you haven't been uh, been here for one of those. I'm still going to preach. I'll just keep it a little bit shorter, but then we're going to do communion. But rather than pass the plate, we set up a couple different stations. There's two in the back, one in the front. We've got um, couples at each one. And then when we invite you to come forward as a family, we serve you communion, but then we say, how can we pray for you? And if there's something that comes to mind, we'll pray into that. And if there's not, then we'll just, we'll pray whatever comes to our mind, right? So, and I mean, I, I guess you could Turn down the prayer, but I don't know why you would, but that's an option. Um, so anyways, but that just takes a little bit more time as, as we do that. And so, um, and we'll give a, a few more detailed instructions um, after the sermon here, but just so you know that that's going on today. Uh, so I did want to talk about hospitality and, uh, you know, the, the researchers had found that in spiritually vibrant homes, they excelled in three things. Um, so messy prayers, right? I mean, they, they prayed as a family, and they just, there wasn't anything kind of too uh, polished about it. They just kind of fumbled their way into it. So they prayed together as a family. Um, loud tables, so the idea being that they had spiritual conversations, but that most of our conversations happen around a dinner table or a breakfast table or, you know, anytime we're eating food together. And so the, the power of the dinner table as a place to facilitate spiritual conversations. And then hospitality. Um, most of the time, hospitality is inviting someone into your home or into your space, but hospitality is actually going into their space. I mean, Jesus was great at hospitality, and he was homeless, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to happen uh, in the home. There's a fantastic book by uh, Rosaria Butterfield uh, titled The Gospel Comes with a House Key. And I read that a couple years ago, and I was flipping through it again this week, um, just kind of reflecting on that. And she uses these these stories and personal examples to, to impact the idea of radical, ordinary hospitality. Um, this is a woman who was a very successful, very liberal um, professor, very um, devout and um, active lesbian, was at the forefront academically of that movement, did a lot of writing um, around it, but she wanted to invis investigate you know, the religious right and Christians and gather up some evidence against them. And so she started doing meals with this elderly pastoral couple. A lot of meals over years of time. Um, she is now married to, to a man, to a Presbyterian minister. Uh, they have four children together. Um, she has a remarkable ministry, has written several books about this, and now extends hospitality to others. And her her, she calls it radical, ordinary hospitality. I mean, that is what she writes about in that book is just at a level that I don't think I've ever really seen or witnessed or even heard about anywhere else. I mean, she, it's a fantastic book. And some of you, like, you already are good at hospitality, and you should read this because there's some good stuff in there for you to, to learn and kind of take it to the next level. Um, but it did get me thinking about hosp uh, hospitality because I look at what she does and I go, okay, not all of us can do that. Like that is, like that, that's remarkable. I've, I've never seen anyone else do something like that. The body of Christ is very interesting because we have, you know, a variety of people and each with different skills or abilities. 
And 1 Corinthians 12 is really a chapter, it's a chapter about spiritual gifts. I think it's the best uh, one-piece section of, of scripture on spiritual gifts. But more than that is this idea that we are all different, that you have different gifts and abilities and history and, and passions and all these other different kinds of things. And the Holy Spirit is working through each of us in a unique way to express himself right to the church and, and and to the rest of the world and so for in, in christianity too there are there are some commands that are for all christians all people all eras all i mean just every christian who ever lived in history this is a standard command for you that you need to do right love the lord love the church and love other people and read your bible and pray and evangelize and worship and if you have children you know raise them to, to love the lord and for me coming out of this sermon series i would actually now include a certain level of hospitality that there's just kind of a base layer level of hospitality that is commanded for all christians in in, in all eras um hebrews 13 2 do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. And don't ask me to do unpack that, because I'm not sure, other than just what it says, and that's a very big statement. Um, 1 Peter 4, 9, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Leviticus, you shall treat the stranger who sojourns with you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Romans 12, 13, uh, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Uh, last, or I guess it's two weeks ago, we talked about one of the requirements to be an elder or to be in leadership in a local church is, you know, one of them is that they're to be hospitable. But if you look at the, at the list, it's really focused more on character than it is on like skill or gifting, meaning this is stuff that most anyone can can mature into can grow into can can ascribe into right it's like don't be arrogant don't be quick-tempered and be self-controlled and be holy and disciplined right and so there's there's this sense that with hospitality all of us at, at kind of that that level are commanded to participate engage in it and if that's kind of where you're at some ideas for you right um, host a dinner party for friends. Host a dinner for, party for people who aren't your friends, who, who people you don't know well, right? Great way to get to know people. Uh, you can host a missionary or a visiting speaker, whether it's in your home or, or for a meal. Offer to host the next uh, extended family gathering. Um, here's a different spin on hospitality. Uh, drop in on someone's house, a friend or a relative. Um, you, if you know them well, you can do it unannounced. However, bringing treats or cookies is always advised, right? Um, another idea is have everyone in your household make a relationship map, right? So this is me, and then you, you draw lines and circles to all the people in your life, friends, acquaintances, neighbors, and how close are they, and you make this relationship map, and then you can use that to both pray for the people in your relationship map and kind of where they're at, or also to intentionally pursue via hospitality people in, in your relationship map. 
the next time you need an ingredient for a recipe, rather than just going and buying it, borrow it from a neighbor. There was um, kind of a fascinating story. Someone shared how their, their family growing up, um, there was another family nearby, I, I think like a, a physical neighbor, just one or two houses away, and they knew that that family struggled. But the, in, in the family where things were just kind of more stable, the mother would intentionally on occasion borrow from the other family, a cup of sugar, a pair of scissors, whatever, that kind of thing, so that there was a sense that they were on the same plane and that the relationship was more equal and then that that person didn't feel any guilt or shame from receiving assistance because she had already borrowed from her, right? Like it was just the, the thoughtfulness of that and the intentionality of that. To, in, to intentionally borrow even though you could easily buy for yourself. All of us are commanded to do some basic hospitality, but some of you are good at it, like you're really, really good at it. Um, and others notice that about you and you just, you have an energy and a passion and a skill that is beyond normal around this. The wording in 1 Peter 4, is, it's kind of a, a bit vague, but some people have interpreted that passage to mean that there's actually a spiritual gift of hospitality. Um, 1 Peter 4, verse 7. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled, sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Okay, here we have kind of a generic for everyone statement. Then this gets said. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of God's very grace. So he shifts now to talk about spiritual gifts. And so the question is, is that hospitality statement kind of for everyone, or is that part of the, the spiritual gift statement? Um, and then he goes on, whoever speaks is one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that everything God may be glorified through, through Jesus Christ. Um, and the whole kind of spiritual gift thing is a much longer conversation um, and not going to unpack it today. Uh, other than to just say that I think it's very likely that some of you probably do have a spiritual gift of hospitality and that that is part of the Holy Spirit desiring to express himself through you to the rest of the church and to the world around you. Some ideas for you. Uh, throw a specific kind of party, but make it routine, right? Whether it's New Year's or Super Bowl or Sundays or whatever else. But there's that tradition that you always know that at so-and-so's house that this is going to happen. Uh, and we have heard stories of people where, you know, every... Well, actually, I, I think Jason Nicole did this for a while, right? Just like every Thursday, right? Like you, everyone knows that there's something happening at the house. And everyone is invited. And you can bring a guest. And you can bring a friend and that kind of thing, right? Like there's some very intentional strategy about that routine, consistent um, openness in your home. Um, buy a guest book, right? And everyone has to sign your guest book, but then you set a goal on how many signatures are in that guest book. We want X number of signatures in that guest book by the year end. We will host this many people. This many people will spend the night in, in our guest room. Um, Dinner parties to, to get to know people that, that you may not know well. If you have neighbors or friends who are either lonely or suffering or, or hard in a hard place, to pick a regular time to drop in. 
right? Because sometimes hospitality is going to them, not just having them come to you. Um, adopting college students and young fam or families with young kids and that kind of thing, and intentionally leaning in relationally uh, with, with, that, with that household. Uh, in the book of Acts, Lydia was a woman known for her hospitality. Um, in Acts 16.11, um, they're talking about uh, the, the ministry that they did. Uh, let's see, verse 13, on the Sabbath day we went outside where uh, we suppose there was a place of prayer. We sat down and we spoke to the women who had come together. One who heard us was a, name, was a woman named Lydia from the city of uh, Thyatira, a seller of purple goods. Um, purple was a very, very expensive color. It, it was hard to get. I think they got it from like uh, snails or something like that, like from the ocean or something. Anyway, so th this is a high dollar thing, okay? Like she is, this is an expensive business that she's in. Um, worshiper of God, the Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul and after she was baptized and her household as well. And she urged us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. So right there you have an incredible act of, of hospitality. What's fascinating, though, is that it really does kind of ramp up a few verses later. In Acts 16, verse 39, Paul and Silas have been unjustly prisoned. And, and then they are released from prison, but the, the city officials are like, leave the city. We want you gone. So they, uh, verse 39, they came together and apologized to them. The city officials apologized to them. Um, they took them out, asked them to leave the city. So they, Paul and Silas, went out of the prison and visited Lydia. And when they had seen the brothers, they encouraged them and departed. Paul and Silas have just been imprisoned. They're being kicked out of the city. They're being kicked out of jail. Where do you go? You go to Lydia's house. Um, it certainly speaks to her ability at hospitality. Also, we don't know if actually in some ways this was dangerous for her to do, if there would have been repercussions, right? Paul and Silas are, in a way, hunted men and being driven out of the city, and it is Lydia who enacts this courageous act of hospitality in welcoming them into her home and then sending them on the way for the, the rest of their journey. All of us have a, a basic command for hospitality. Some of you have a spiritual gift of hospitality. But some of you also have a very specific call in your lives. And that, and that call is going to require an extraordinary hospitality to perform that call that is very unusual, right? Like your calling demands a unique form of hospitality that only a few people will, will ever express. Uh, the first part of Ephesians, Paul gives us all kinds of different examples to help us understand our relationship with God. The very first example he gives is that we are adopted. And I, I love that imagery. I, I think that is so powerful. I, I love that picture. The idea that you and I were orphans, someone without a family, someone without a home, someone without hope, someone without future, someone without inheritance. But God chooses us, does all the work to prepare the way for us, receives us into his family, and now we are full and complete status as heir and as child and as family. Radical hospitality, right? Right in that word. 
Some of you are called to either foster care or adoption. And you will open up your home and you will open up your hearts in a way that few of us ever will. That is a whole other level of hospitality. Some of you may be called to do missions or missions work. Hosting, hospitality may be a critical part of your outreach. Some of you may be called to do a, almost a kind of pastoral ministry where you will intentionally buy, build, remodel your home so that couples and families can come in and stay with you and receive healing and restoration for just the, 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 the place that they're in. And, and I've heard of people doing that, where it is, they have rebuilt their home to receive families in. Some of you may be called to a kind of like almost discipleship training, where again, you will build or buy or remodel or even move your family to a setting where youth or college students, right, will share, will live with you under one roof, and, and you will teach them about what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Some of you may host drug rehab people in your home. Uh, some of you may take in a wayward family member, right? A niece or an uncle, um, someone like that, and, and you will have them live with you because their situation demands just a special kind of love and assistance. Some of you will have ailing and dying parents live with you while you provide medical care. Again, extending an incredible level of hospitality that few of us will experience. Some of you will host a foreign exchange student and you will help that young person learn and adapt um, as they wrestle with the new culture and also homesickness. Uh, if we were a college town, right? Some of you might have a ministry to college students. And again, we're just college students. are just in and out of your house all the time. Just like every day you have a couple dropping by. Jesus, or um, John 19, 26, Jesus is on the cross. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved, we think that's John, standing nearby, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. And then he said to the disciple, to John, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. On the cross, while Jesus is dying, he asks John to adopt his mother. John adopted Mary, mother of Jesus, as his own mother and took care of her for the rest of her days. Profound level of hospitality. All of us have a call to basic hospitality, whether in the home, outside the home, whatever. Standard part of Christian obedience and faithfulness. Some of you, I believe, have a, a spiritual gift of hospitality, um, and you need to go after that. And again, that may be expressed in your home. Maybe it's part of the church ministry, and you help us express hospitality as, as, par as part of the church. Maybe it's expressed elsewhere. And then some of you have a very unique call in your life that will require just radical expressions of hospitality. But throughout all of this the, and, and this last month, for, for me and the journey that I've been on, one thing that I, I've really grown in 
is that hospitality really is one way, and there are several, but hospitality is one way that the Holy Spirit wants us to extend and experience the kingdom of God. Amen. Let me give some instructions on communion, and then we'll, we will transition into that. Um, the worship team's going to come forward. They're going to have music playing throughout this whole time. We have three different stations set up, two in the back, one in the front. Um, and when you're ready, just get up and walk to a station. Um, the people there will serve you the bread, serve you the juice, then they'll ask to pray for you. How can I pray for you? You can share something, you cannot, it's up to you. A few kind of technical details on that. One is that if you're the, the next family or the next person waiting, like, just give us a little bit of space, right? Like, we're praying for someone. Like, no need to, like, crowd and stick your nose in and then listen in on it. Like, you know, give us a few feet of space there uh, so that we can be praying with, with each person or each family discreetly. Um, the other thing is that this takes a bit of time. So no one just, like, not everyone get up and, like, run to the aisles right away because uh, you're just going to be standing there for a really long time, okay? Um, so it's just, you know, when, when you see that, that there's not a whole lot of people in, in one of the stations, feel free to, uh, to get up and, and join us. Um, again, we practice an open communion table, meaning that if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, then you are welcome to join us for communion. And also, um, kids, uh, your parents get to decide. Uh, if they believe that, that you have an understanding of salvation and if they think that this is a, a good age and, and time for you, then, then, yep. So kids, just listen to your parents. Uh, and if a family comes up, we'll just kind of double check with, with the parents on, on how they want that done. So I'm going to pray and then we can go ahead and, and move to our stations and we'll start this part of the service. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that that you extend hospitality to us, that you welcome us in as family, that, that you welcome us into to heaven, into restored relationship. And um, God, that is the, the greatest miracle that the world has ever known. And Lord, we want to be faithful to you and to your commands and obedient to you. And we want to we experience the kingdom of God and we want to express the kingdom of God in our community. And so... As a part of that, Lord, we want to extend hospitality. Um, and whether it's uh, just kind of a basic hospitality that, that all of us are called to engage in, or for those that are gifted and they just love this and have a passion around this and they're ready to take this to the next level, Lord, we want to be faithful uh, in all that you have entrusted us to do. And so, Lord, I pray that, that this church would be known as a hospitable people, um, a hospitable Sunday morning, but also just a hospitable community that does not respond to the world with, with fear and withdraw, but responds to the world with, uh, with God-directed hospitality. We love you, Jesus. In your name, amen. Thanks so much for listening to this week's sermon. We hope you were enriched and encouraged. If you have any questions about Christ or church or would like more information, visit our website at livinghopehenderson.com 
or email me directly at luke at livinghopehenderson.com. We hope you have a fantastic week. Take care and God bless.